0: Hello, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Dahlia Velasquez, and this is Life in Christ with Kingdom Ministries, the first episode of Life in Christ Bible Study, and I am super excited um, to be a part of what God is doing through this ministry. I want to take the time to thank everyone for tuning in, and my prayer is that this Bible study series will be a blessing to many, many, many people in Jesus' name. We're going to be discussing heaven and hell, and we're going to be diving into God's Word to see what it says about both okay we're going to be talking about the fact that there are only two places that people go after death and you know the soul of every person departs and goes to either heaven or hell okay we're going to be talking about the saved and the unsaved and how heaven and hell are both forever places okay i'm going to be reading from the book of luke luke chapter 16 and this is the parable that jesus told of the rich man and lazarus okay i'm be starting in um, verse 19 there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day so he was a man who's rich and you know was living in luxury and then it goes on to say but there was a certain beggar named lazarus full of sores who was laid at his gate desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table moreover the dogs came and licked his sores so it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. And bosom is another word for paradise. It means heaven. Then it says the rich man also died and was buried and being in torment in Hades. In Hades is hell. It says he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. So I want to pause right there so that we can acknowledge the fact that both men died. One goes to heaven and one goes to hell. Okay, verse 24 says, Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fix so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot nor can those from there pass to us. Okay, so I want to draw your attention to the fact that the rich man talked a little bit about what he was going through down there, right? He says that he was being tormented in the flames and he was really, really, really hot. He was asking for water to cool his tongue, okay? So that's just a little glimpse of what it's like, what hell is like. But the most important part or the most important verse of this passage would be 26. And I say that because the Bible talks about how Today is a day of salvation, right? Because it's appointed to every person. It's appointed to every man to die, to live once. And then, you know, after that comes judgment. Okay. So when we pass, it's important that we go from this life, knowing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, because that's, it's so important that we know that we're going to heaven when we leave here. Because Jesus talks about how there's a great gulf fix, okay? It's like a chasm, like a huge distance between heaven and hell. And he says that no one in heaven can pass from heaven into hell, and no one in hell can pass from hell into heaven, okay? So that right there tells us that both places are eternal places. They're permanent places right i know there's some people who think or they believe that there's an in between and that their loved ones can pray them into heaven when they die but that's not true the bible doesn't talk about that in fact there's many many scriptures in the bible that talk about how you know what's going to what's to come um you know when jesus and his second coming when he comes you know, he's either sending people to hell or he's sending people to, to eternal life to heaven. But he's nowhere in scripture is he sending anyone in between. Okay. Um, so it's very important that we uh, make sure that our souls are eternally secured and that we are assured that we're going to heaven before we die, because once we die, it's either we go to heaven or hell. Okay. And those two places depends on if you've received Christ or not. Okay. Um So it's important for that reason. Um, The saved are all those who um, have accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. And all the unsaved are the ones who never received Christ as their Savior. Okay. And again, these are forever places, heaven and hell. They're both reality. They're not just some fable. They're not just made up things. Um, Jesus talked about how there are many dwelling places in heaven and how he has prepared a special place for every saved person. In John chapter 14 verses two and three, he says this, in my father's house are many mansions. If there were, it was not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. Okay. So he talks about how there's many dwelling places in heaven. Um, Not only is heaven a reality, it's also the future home of everyone who is saved. Peter talks about how, you know, it's where it's a place where we're looking forward to. Um, Second Peter chapter three, verse 13 says, nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Okay, so not only is heaven a reality, but it's also the future home for every saved person. Okay, in the book of chapter uh, Revelation, chapter 21, John goes into great detail about how beautiful heaven is. Okay, I, I suggest that you read the full chapter of Revelation 21 so you can get a good image um, in your mind of how um, heaven is. I'm not going to read the full chapter, but I do want to read um, a few of the verses because I want to highlight the fact that not only is it our future home or the future home of every saved person, and not only is it beautiful, but it's also a place that um, we're going to be experiencing God's fullest presence. Okay, we're going to see God face to face. We're going to um, be able to fellowship with him. We're going to be able to worship and serve him for all eternity and how it's a place of total perfection. Okay, so I'm going to be reading from Revelations, chapter 21, verse two. It says, Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband and I heard a loud voice from heaven saying behold the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and him I'm sorry God himself will be with them and be their God and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes there shall be no more death no sorrow or no crying there shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away okay so right there it talks about how God himself is going to be amongst us he's going to be with us. Um, And it talks about the total perfection that's in heaven. There's no illnesses. There's no diseases. There's nothing of imperfection in heaven. It's just total perfection and the fullness of God. If um, you go down to verse 10, it says, And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like a most precious stone, like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. And then from then on, he talks about what he's seen and how beautiful um, heaven is. Um, He says that it's made out of pure gold. It's a pure gold city and um, it's transparent glass. And he talks about the different how it's made up of different gemstones and um, different types of uh, stones. And oh, it's just it's beautiful. I suggest that you read that. Revelations 21. Um, so not only is it a place that we're going to be experiencing God's fullest presence and it's a place of total perfection and it's a place that we're going to be worshiping and serving him. In Revelation 22, verse three and four, it says, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the lamb and of the lamb shall be in it and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face and his name shall be on their foreheads. So right then there, it says we're going to see his face and we're going to be serving him and worshiping him. As believers, we do that now. We worship and serve him here on earth, but that's practice we're practicing because when we get up there we're going to we're going to be uh worshiping and serving him for all eternity which is amazing um hell is also a reality just like heaven okay it's not a fable um jesus talked a lot about hell he talked more about hell than he did heaven Um, It's important to understand that that God did create hell, but he didn't create it for mankind. He never intended it to be for mankind. He intended it to be for the for the devil and his demons. Okay, we see that in Matthew, chapter 25, verse 41. Jesus says this, then he will also say to those on the left hand. So the ones on the left hand represent the unsaved people. It says, then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Okay, so that tells us there that um, although God created uh, hell, it was never intended for mankind. Okay, God wishes no one to perish. He wants everybody to come to repentance um, so that, you know, we can have everlasting life with him in, in heaven. Um again, all the unsaved are those who have never received Christ. OK, and they will end up in hell. Revelation chapter 20, verse 15 says that anyone whose name is not written in the book of life is going to be cast into the lake of fire. OK, so there's a book of life that every saved person's name is in. And if anyone's name that's not in it, they're going to be the ones that are going to be cast into the lake of fire. OK, um, chapter Revelation, chapter one twenty one 21, verse eight says, but the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. OK. So it's a place where all the unsaved people go. It's also a place of total separation from God. So. Unlike the people that are saved and in heaven, um, experiencing God's fullest presence, um, it's a place of hell is a place of total separation where you get shut out of out of God's presence. In um, Second Thessalonians chapter one verse eight and nine, it says, "He will punish those." who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus, they will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. Okay. So it's a place of total separation where um, the unsaved get shut out of God's presence. It's a place of everlasting punishment. We've seen that in Matthew chapter 25, verse 46 where Jesus said it's everlasting punishment and um, as you read scripture, as you read the Bible, you'll notice that um, the Bible uses different images in describing hell. It uses words like um, fire, outer darkness, weeping, and gnashing of teeth. It says that it's where the worm does not die, it's where there will be no rest day or night, etc. Um, there is also varying degrees of punishment in hell. And the judgment and punishment will be according to the deeds of the unsaved. In Revelation, um, in the book of Revelation, chapter 20, verse 13, it says the sea gave up the dead who were in it and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. OK, so there is varying degrees of punishment and the judgment and punishment will be according to the deeds. OK, according to um the unsaved works. Um, and again, you know, it's hell is a place of no hope, no salvation. If you end up there, there's no coming back from that. Right. Um, Jesus talked about it in Luke chapter 16, how you can't pass from one to the other. So these are permanent places. Um, the thing is, though, is that we all matter to God and we he made us and wants a relationship with us, you know, but um Mankind has rebelled against God and our sins separate us from him. And it's just like um, the gulf fix, the chasm that Jesus talked about in Luke chapter 16. That's the distance that's like that sin separates us from God. It's like this huge distance between us and God because of the sins. Right. Um, And most of us are aware of the distance of this distance between us and God. And that's why in our own way, we do try to get back to God. You know, some people we try to do good. Uh, we try to live a good life. Some of us try various religions and even go to church thinking that that's going to, you know, get us into heaven. But we could never get back to God that way. And Jesus said that unless you be born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. And he also said that he is the way, the truth and the life. And no one comes to the father except through him. OK, Um Furthermore, and this might be hard to hear, the sins that we have committed, they must be punished. The Bible says that um, for the wages of sin is death. And so Mm -hmm. the sins must be punished. God is a loving God and he's a merciful God, but he's also a just God and he cannot condone um, sin. Okay, and so sins must be punished, both physical and spiritual. They they bring about both uh, physical and spiritual death. That's the bad news. But the good news is that God did something for us that we could never do for ourselves. Um, the good news is that God built a bridge for us to reach him. He did this by sending Jesus Christ to take the penalty of death for us. You know, Jesus died on the cross for us. And so he becomes that bridge. Um, but that's not all. It's not enough to know um to know that we have to want our relationship with God restored, and if we want it restored, we must cross that bridge to the other side. We must want you know God's forgiveness and leadership in our lives um, you know, so you have to think of yourself on one side and God on the other, and Jesus is being the bridge um for us to move to the other side, we must admit that we have sinned against him, okay um and that we need his forgiveness. We must also ask Him to take control of our lives and be our leader. And when we do that, that's when we cross the bridge. Um, And our relationship with God is, it gets restored. So, I mean, you might be a person who um, tuned into this uh, podcast and you might be thinking about um, your eternal soul, you know, where you're going to go. The best way to decide. Um, or the best way to evaluate your eternal um, security is just to be honest with yourself and ask yourself, if you were to die today, do you know 100% without a shadow of a doubt that you're going to heaven? You know, we have to be honest. If you can answer that question without a shadow of a doubt, you know you're going to heaven based on, you know, your good works or your religion or your background or whatever you want to base it on. If you can tell yourself, not me, not anyone, but just yourself, if you 100% know that you're going to heaven when you die, if you can answer that question, I mean, you know, a lot of times or every single time I've asked a person that question and they don't know Christ or they've never received Christ as their savior and they're real honest with themselves, they've told me, no, I can't, I can't really guarantee myself that I'm going to heaven you know um but the good news is when you receive Christ you know 100% you're going to heaven and don't you want to have that that feeling that knowing that you're going to heaven you know that that assurance Romans 10:13 tells us that whoever calls on the name of the Lord they shall be saved um, so if you're a person that's been thinking about crossing that bridge and restoring your relationship with God and establishing your relationship, I want to lead you into a prayer that you can pray and I'll pray with you. And again, according to Romans 10:13, you can be sure 100% without a shadow of a doubt that you're going to heaven. Okay. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Okay, so, dear Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and I need salvation. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for all my sins and rose again. Lord Jesus, I come to you for my salvation. I trust you wholly for my salvation. I accept you, Lord Jesus, right now as my personal Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me now. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you said that prayer, I want to welcome you into the family of God, into the family of believers, and I want to encourage you to walk, um, to, you know, to establish this relationship with God and some of the ways that you can uh, start to restore your relationship with God or establish this relationship with God is um, if you don't have a Bible, buy a Bible and you can read, you can begin reading from the book of John. Okay. Um, another way for you to start um, establishing this re- this new relationship with God is you can, um, you know, build a prayer altar. And what you do is you just talk to God, you pray to God, you talk to him, like he's your friend, you can talk to him because he is your friend, you know, so you can talk to him. And that's how you build um, a prayer altar. Um, And then the other thing would be to find a local church that believes in the Bible. That's a Bible-believing church that follows Jesus, that follows the Bible, um, because that's a healthy church. And that's a church that you're going to grow spiritually in the Lord. Okay. Um, Thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, I'll be here, or the podcast will be up um, every Tuesday at 7 The next um, Bible study in our Bible study series is going to be talking more about salvation just so that, you know, we can have a better understanding of salvation. And um, we're going to be talking about the assurance of salvation. So I encourage you to come back, especially if you are a new believer, um, starting your new life in Christ. um, And we can go from there. I thank you all so much. Have a blessed day.